Welcome to The Ether. Today is Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of their other educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, and YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating delegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Mars Protocol Space hosted by CFI with Jose Machado. Let's take a listen. Hopefully nobody's getting too too wrecked in Prism Protocol. <laughs> we had a Spaces this morning kind of covering some of the uh, strategies on that that I went over. So you might want to check out that recording, um, like kind of recapping different possible options on prism. If you guys are interested, give me just a minute. I'm trying to see if Jose will be able to hop on here. Midas, are you there? Hey, Sean, how are you? Midas, you have the ability to hop on here or no? Just checking to see if you can get speaker. There he is. Hey, what's up? Hey, so sorry for the delay. I think you, you might've missed my apology, but I, I kind of had a, uh, since I'm a physician, there's sort of like a series of COVID medical disasters, deaths that happened just now. So I had to deal with that before getting on. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't mean to delay, but uh, I'm glad you caught me on DM because I, I probably would have missed entirely otherwise. Sorry. No, thank you. Let me just ping him uh, here, uh, Jose. Give me one second, please. Yeah, sure. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, uh, chat with uh, Jose and meet us here about uh, Mars. Uh, I'll sort of introduce who Jose is here before he shows up. He's with uh, Delphi Digital, and um, he's uh, involved with the uh, Mars Protocol project. And really what I wanted to delve into is how Mars Protocol can be useful to you and me um, as a user of the protocol, first and foremost. And then we could get into a little bit of details about whether it's... um, uh, something we want to do as far as getting involved with like the Mars token and things of that nature. So let me add Midas here as co-host. We do have like a series of lending protocols coming out uh, where you can sort of borrow money 
there's going to be edge protocol, there's kinetic money, there's of course anchor protocol. And we, we want to get an understanding ultimately of where Mars fits in all of this and whether, uh, you know, are we going to be potentially using some of the strategies for lending and borrowing uh, in conjunction with each, with each other? Or, you know, is Mars, you know, superior in some way to Anchor or whatever? So we'll, we'll sort of go through that with them. I think Jose got thrown for a bit of a loop just because, just because uh, he thought this meeting was probably a dud. <laughs> so um, while we're waiting, uh, any... Now, before asking me a bunch of questions about Mars, I know very little, so we definitely want to get the guys on to cover that. But uh, any other questions regarding anything else, Tara, for a minute while we wait, uh, feel free to uh, CryptoFib, any questions or anything while we're waiting, or Soulhouse Cat for that matter. Ah, there he is. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'd be happy to ask a question real fast if there's time. Thank you so much for the opportunity and allowing me to speak. Uh, so as it stands, uh, I really hold about 10% of my entire portfolio in Luna. And I'm kind of just staking, collecting rewards. And I have a very long-term time horizon. Uh, my question really is, what could I be doing to maybe be potentially more aggressive? Or um, what could I be doing to capitalize on gains? Uh, maybe specifically in the Luna NFT ecosystem, um, because the majority of my focus is spent on NFTs, and I would love to get more involved in the Luna NFT uh, space. I do know that is not necessarily the focus of this chat, though. So any just remarks you may have about it, I would very much appreciate. Um, definitely not my area of expertise, I would say, <laughs> but um, we could definitely uh, do something about that a bit later. Um, let me just go ahead and hop on with Jose since he's here. Um, uh, my hey apologies, Jose, you there? Yeah, sorry about being late. There, I, I'm a physician and there was just a bunch of deaths this morning regarding COVID. So I was like dealing with all those issues and uh, got Sounds late. Sounds like a valid reason yeah. to be late, to be <laughs> so, fair. So, yeah, my, my background is in pulmonary critical care. So that's sort of like, you know, how I got you know, anyway, I've, I've got a crazy schedule, but sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, neither. No case, worries. Um, uh, yes. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad we were able to still like make it together. Um, and uh, basically, I wanted to start out with uh, I, I kind of introduced you before you came on here um, that you work for Delphi and you're with Mars and Midas is here. And we were going to kind of like chat about sort of like really the I think first and foremost, like how Mars protocol can be useful to um you know the terra community just like in terms of the utility of the protocol maybe you can kind of begin by introducing like how we might benefit from it yeah uh thanks thanks for thanks for having me so just to quickly clarify i'm with i'm with delphi labs and we're we're contributors to march protocol alongside we three um terraform labs and and uh, and, and a few other independent contributors as well and so the way mars can be useful to to terra so First of all, Mars will enable kind of leverage on any asset. So whereas Anchor enables you to like with, with kind of simple money market functionality enables you to leverage on proof of stake assets like BETH and, uh, and, and BLUNA, uh, Mars will enable you to leverage any asset that's, that's sort of approved by, by governance by the Martian Council. So that in itself is, is kind of opens up some possibilities. But the, the part that I think we're most excited about is the is what's called the smart contract lending. So enabling credit lines for dApps and developers that, that wanna embed leverage into their, into their use cases. 
And so the first one that we're that 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 Mars is launching with is is a leveraged yield farming, right? Where you'll be able to LP uh, starting with Luna UST, Mirror UST, and Anchor UST, and add leverage to that. So be able to sort of two uh, x your 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 exposure, two x your yield, and obviously have some have some risk alongside that. But the the generalizable kind of kind of primitive is that uh, Mars enables kind of credit lines to a smart contract, where uh, as long as the smart contract specifies what it's going to do, has some collateral in it that that Mars can can kind of assess and and uh, and underwrite, you can do this this sort of uh, smart contract lending, which previously was called uncollateralized, but it's it's not quite uncollateralized. It's just that the collateral sits in the smart contract, right? Your L, your your LP share in the case of leveraged yield farming is your collateral, and and this is just like the first use case of what can be done. Um, I think there's there's things that can be done with with strategies like Nexus to to sort of farm uh, anchor on on leverage, um, and like kind of the 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 possibilities are limitless. It's it's all all that's limit. The the only limit is sort of what can be expressed with a smart contract and liquid tokenizable collateral that that uh, that can be that can be liquidated. Um, let me ask you this, Jose, because I was sort of like trying to dream up like how this might be say different from anchor. Um, so let's say let's start with Luna as a collateral. So if we are using uh, Luna as a collateral, so what kind of LTV and maybe like what kind of uh, cost to borrow might we expect? And you and you may not know the answer to that yet. So I'm just curious, like what the vision there is. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know off the top of my head what the we the the Luna LTV is. I think it's been announced, but I, I don't know it off the top of my head. In terms of cost to borrow. Um, I we suspect I suspect that the cost to borrow UST will will uh, be fairly low, especially to start with, because of the lock drop, right? The the lock drop, um, Mars is is gonna uh, distribute sort of six percent of its supply to users who come in and and deposit UST and and become sort of founding depositors of the Red Bank. So that's gonna create a big kind of UST pool that's then gonna be loaned out both to people who want leverage on the money market side, but also to smart contracts. Starting with the fields of Mars, which is the leverage yield farming I talked about, but I think there's a few applications that have already uh, uh, shown interest in in kind of applying for for credit lines from from governance. So I think the rates on UST will um, will start off fairly low. Um, the the one I guess caveat to that is is if you have like these DGEN box strategies start emerging uh, on top of Mars, which which I think is is kind of inevitable. That um you know if if Mars sort of accepts AUST as as collateral, then you can do uh, the DGEN box right, where you you kind of deposit AUST, uh, borrow UST, and then deposit that into Anchor, get the AUST back into Mars, borrow more UST, and kind of loop that uh, indefinitely. Then you'll see Mars rates uh, probably get arbed to 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 the Anchor rate, right? Um, so so that strategy is no longer profitable. So that that's kind of the the one caveat. Um, I'm not sure to what extent that's good or not. Be be curious to hear what what the what everyone else thinks. But yeah, I suspect the rates will be low to start with, and then kind of creep up. So the concept for uh, Mars is essentially that the 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 cost to borrow or is going to essentially vary based on sort of market demand and conditions, right? It's not intended to be any like when you go into it. Um, is it going to be like Anchor, where the cost to borrow may change as you're borrowing, uh, you know, like a variable APR? Is that what we're thinking is going to happen? Yeah, it's it's pretty similar to to Anchor and to other money markets that uh, or credit protocols that 
that you, that you might be used to where there's there's this uh, slope, this like kink curve, um, which targets an, an optimal utilization rate and, and has sort of a corresponding interest rate there. Um, and so the interest rate varies depending on the utilization of the pool. So if there's more borrow demand, um, the, the interest rate will go up. And if there's if there's more supply than, than, than demand, then interest rate will kind of come down. And so initially, uh, there's going to be a lot of supply because of the lock drop, right? And so rates are likely to be low. And then as more and more applications get kind of uh, onboarded into, into credit lines, and as more and more people want to lever up in, in, in the Red Bank, rates will, will likely come up over time. Um, we did play around with, or the, you know, Delphi Labs released a paper on this dynamic interest rate model, which we're still uh, very interested in exploring. But um, just because of the, the model relies on sort of supply and demand being um, like free, you know, in, in terms of be, being able to react to changes in the interest rate. But because of the lock drop, there's going to be a bunch of supply just locked. Um, and, and then also on the borrow side, there's going to be limits to start with uh, just, just to keep things safe, like in terms of the amount you can borrow to leverage uh, liquidity provide relative to, this, to the size of the pool you don't want like cascading liquidations and so because because that situation where like supplies sort of you know and the, the people they're in the lock drop no matter how low the the rates are they can't re they can't exit and so it, it kind of made more sense to wait uh, to trial the dynamic interest rate model once once um once those conditions are, are, are kind of once both of those are more reactive okay got that it. makes sense yeah yeah so like now now with the proof of stake assets like luna for example is the protocol going to do something similar to Anchor? We're like claiming the yield from that, or is this different? Yeah, so I think initially the the asset that's accepted is is Luna, so um, th that won't have any any proof of stake rewards. It'll be like the unstaked version of Luna, which is why, um, like, I don't I don't suspect that pool will be will be very big because obviously there's like Luna has a high opportunity cost. Um, in terms of staking or even providing liquidity in Luna UST. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that pool will be very big, but I think there's, uh, Lido is, is, is very interested in, in uh, or have, have posted about being very interested in listing ST Luna, which would then allow like leverage on a, on a staked version of Luna. And I think Stater also has plans to, to uh, has already run sort of Luna X through the open source uh, risk framework that, that, that Mars published. So there should be two, options of of like stake collateral that that's that's earning yield and that you know that, that you'll be able to lever on top that's perfect yeah so i just for everyone uh make sure that understands what he just said like the his basically saying that like it doesn't necessarily make sense to use luna there just because you're losing the staking yield and an st luna from lido and luna x from stater both are auto compounding um primitives and therefore, while you're borrowing off of it, at least you're getting the staking growth in the background simultaneously. So it sort of lowers your cost to um, borrow, or at least it lowers your opportunity cost in terms of the loss of those staking yields. So I, that makes sense. Um, so um, like what other collateral assets, like some big ones do you foresee might be popular in the future as far as uh, like, let's say we have a Bitcoin primitive or let's say we have a like Atom token or whatever, like what kind of future collaterals do you envision uh, being important to uh, Mars? Yeah. Um, I think that the, the collateral on the, on the red bank side, like all those assets make, make sense. Like 
Anchor, Mirror, you know, Atom, if when if and when it kind of comes to Terra, um, like Ethereum, uh, potentially sort of sort of some M assets of governance votes votes those in could all could all make sense. But um, I guess the the place I'm more excited about accepting different parts of collateral is is Fields of Mars because as you like you can basically add leverage to to, to liquidity provision strategies, right? So to, to start off with, that'll be Anchor um, and, and, and a few others. But I think the the plan is for different protocols to apply for credit lines and, and expand that over time. So you can add leverage to kind of all your favorite strategies, whether it's Nexus protocol strategies. So for example, you know, farming, um, farming Anchor, right? On, on, uh, on, uh, by, by borrowing with your, with your B Luna. So like the N Luna strategy, you, you could imagine uh, adding leverage to that, right? Where you, you kind of, it takes the Luna's collateral, borrows some UST uh, from the Red Bank, buys more Luna and basically farms more anchor with that. And obviously that adds risk to, to your strategy. There's like liquidation risk suddenly, but, but um, like strategies like that, I think are going to be really interesting to see um, sort of what, how many different ways people can use the UST credit lines to kind of um, lever and add, and add customizability to, to different strategies that are being done on, on Terra. Um, and I think there are a lot of, yeah, I, I've already heard from a lot of protocols that, that want to want to experiment with that. And so that, that's kind of the area that I'm, that I'm more excited about and where I, because it's just a more efficient form of, of leverage, right? Versus the typical kind of anchor or, or, um, or traditional money market model where you always have to be over collateralized, right? You always have to put in more B Luna than the UST you get out with, with the fields of Mars model. Uh, you, you can that that's not the case, right? You can actually borrow more than what you put in, um, as long as long as the assets are are sufficiently safe. You you can borrow more than what you put in because the all the collateral is held in the contract and, and can be liquidated, right? So does that make sense? That that's like the area that yeah. I find more now, interesting. But like, so I guess the next question people are gonna have probably is like, wh what um, what makes one sort of like credit worthy? Is the is the is this is this going to scale like how much ltv you can have based on maybe like wallet history or anything or is it just going to be the same for everybody and the like how, where does the trust slash trust list piece of this come in yeah you actually don't need any wallet history credit history you don't even need to know anything about the borrower so all, all you really need to do is inspect the the smart contract and and see what it's doing um what liquidation conditions it's it's enforcing and what what collateral it's using. So, just to give an example, if you're if you're farming, let's say you're you're farming Anchor UST, right? And and you you want to lever that up. So you would put in Anchor as as collateral. Let's say 100, 100 bucks worth of Anchor, and then you'd borrow uh, another hundred UST from from the Red Bank, right? Um, now you're 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 farming with two hundred dollars worth, right? So you've you've doubled your yield, and all, all that would happen is that there will be um, a margin threshold that has to be maintained so that if Anchor drops below a certain amount, uh, the contract would automatically unwrap your LP shares. It would use the, the UST to pay back the debt, and then it would sell as much Anchor as, ne as needed to pay back the rest of the debt and give you the remainder. So from the perspective now, of the Red Bank, it's, it's trustless, right? Like there's no, there's no need it. to know whether, yeah. But like, so when, when you're, so in that example, uh, the, for example, if I'm farming Anchor token as an example, does that mean per that contract, I can only take leverage and buy additional anchor token? Or does that mean I could take the borrow and then buy, say, Luna? Like, what is the 
That's a good like, question. How, how does the contract look like? And what is the, like the, like, what is the user process? Like, how does that look? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Uh, and this stuff's, this stuff's hard to explain. So feel free to like, uh, yeah, keep, keep asking questions. Cause yeah, I think some of the community members are actually better at explaining this than me, but the, yeah, the, the leverage with, with the red, with, from these credit lines is use case specific, right? Because in order to know, in order to do the over collateralized, the under collateralized leverage or the smart contract leverage, you need to know what the smart contract is doing because you need to be able to underwrite that. So in the case that you were getting leverage to farm anchor, that's all you could do with, with that leverage, right? And the contract would hold the ANC UST as collateral. So you can't, you can't move that around either. The contract would withhold it and liquidate it if, if it drops below the, the predetermined um, margin threshold. And the same, like you pointed out before, you, you could have a, you, you could actually have a credit line that just goes leveraged long Luna, right? So you could have, you could have um, someone that writes a contract that says, I want to use my Luna's collateral to borrow, like I want to use a hundred bucks of Luna's collateral to borrow 500 bucks of UST and buy Luna with it. And then the contract would hold the, the $600 worth of Luna and enforce some liquidation condition, like, right, if, so if Luna drops maybe 10% to be safe, it, it would liquidate you. And then suddenly you have like on-chain uh, margin trading, right, enabled by this, by this credit line architecture. And, and the real key is you can give leverage to anything that can be expressed in a smart contract and where there's, there's tokenized collateral in the smart contract that you can liquidate. So do you foresee like each type of possible contract having like a description with the leverage conditions and all of that jazz, like, you know, cause obviously there's a smart contract and then there's like the average person showing up to use it. Like they'd need to know how to like what their conditions are. Right. Like for example, yeah. an, anchor, an anchor, like if I get liquidated cause my, the value of, you know, my B Luna goes down too much, then, you know, like a certain portion is going to be liquidated to return to my LTV um, to whatever, you know, a, the, the the safe zone so to speak so everyone's here who's been liquidated at anchor knows what that looks like like is are so liquidation conditions going to be like different per contract then or do you foresee that being very similar like experience for every contract yeah so liquidation conditions will, will definitely vary per, per contract and per use case in, in terms of ux the way it will work uh the way the way it's kind of foreseen to work is that Protocols will apply for credit lines from from Mars. So, for instance, let's say someone like Apollo, which has you know these vaults, they could apply for a credit line for their ANC uh, UST vault, right? And Mars, let's say, would authorize up to fifteen million dollars in in credit for this vault because that's like the the upper upper limit of the you know in terms of the risk framework of of what 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 is safe. And then uh, Apollo would be able to pass on leverage to to its users following the the sort of all the parameters that were approved by mars so when when apollo applies to governance they would they would say um what they would write a contract that 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 shows what they're doing and also uh what the margin threshold is that they're that they're enforcing and what the liquidation uh logic is so like what the liquidation bonus is and all of that and assuming mars sort of uh trusts that contract or like you know uh trust is sort of the wrong word but just in, inspects the contract and, and and feels that it that, it, that it's a risk worth underwriting it can extend leverage to that contract and then Apollo can extend leverage to its users who will all be like, who will all be uh, able to, to, to use the leverage yield farming and they're liquidated according to the, to the parameters in the contract. So obviously they'll all have different liquidation points based on wh when they open the position, but the margin threshold will be the same for everyone. So like, so in this uh, structure, like how does the, 
okay, so let's say um, Apollo Dow decides to form uh, some sort of contract, like maybe walk through an example of how they would do that. And then do then I go, like I go and then participate in that contract that they have submitted then like as an individual user. And then like, maybe what is yeah. the benefit to the protocol versus the benefit to like the, you know, retail customer who's using the site? Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's, let's use the example of, of Apollo. Um, so let's say Apollo has an ANC UST vault right now, right? Which is an auto compounding vault. Um, if they want to add uh, leverage to that vault, they would apply to the Red Bank for, for a credit line. In, in that credit line, uh, they would specify the, the, the contract they're applying for leverage for. So the a, ANC UST farming contract, how much the max leverage is per user. So like, let's say 2X in, in this case, what the margin threshold is that they're, they're enforcing. So what the, what the minimum uh, LT, LTV is that they're enforcing. Um, as well as like liquidation bonus and, and liquidation logic. So all that would be, be specified in the contract. And then Mars approves the credit line. And then, so Apollo now has this, this credit facility from, from Mars. And, and the advantage there is that, first of all, they can boost their TVL, right? Because now users can, can actually lever up their, their vaults. And also they can do that without having to run their own money market. So they don't have to like bootstrap their own UST pool in order to be able to offer leverage to their, to their farmers. So they can just tap into, tap into Mars's UST pool. Now users can go to Apollo and when they, when they choose to contribute to the ANC UST vault, um, they can just do so like normal. So they can just have like their spot uh, contribution or they can add leverage to that, which would, which would the UX would be similar to other leverage deal farming on other chains. So Alpha Homaro on Ethereum or Alpaca where you can basically, um, yeah, you, you can choose to lever up up to 2x, in which case it would do what I said before. So it would borrow UST from Mars um, and then, you know, lever up your position and then you would have the, the liquidation conditions and everything is, is, is kind of explained before. So, um, so, the, so how in that context, like, so where, so Apollo Dow is the one then levering the extra NQST yield exposure or the, like where their revenue comes from what portion of this then like what the benefit to them like what how how does their what does their profit look like in order to make a buck like what are mm -hmm. they doing exactly does that make sense like i'm i'm trying to like yeah. wrap this, my brain around what's happening there yeah for sure so uh, actually i think apollo makes uh makes money on uh, by taking a share of the performance right so of the of the auto compounding um, I, I actually don't know if, if that's the case or if they take a management fee, um, but, but however, how, whichever one it was, it would be higher, right? Because let's say a user was, was farming with, with $100 before, now they can farm with $200. So the, the notional, like Apollo's management fee has, has doubled or their, their performance fee has, has doubled if they're taking a fee on, on performance, right? So the, the, the advantage to them is that they, they can offer, like um, they can have higher TVL and, and offer more, like capital efficient farming and, and leverage to their users. Got it. Got it. I think I, I'm sort of figuring out where, where this is going now. Cause you, ha you almost have to look at it from the perspective of the protocol yeah. or individuals supplying the contract. And then you have to look at it from the perspective of the user who's now like entering into this system. Like, and then now if, if you understand like how Apollo Dow makes a buck, they're making it because more people are able to participate in their program using leverage and um oh exactly so in that process so like what is apollo dow for example sort of on the hook for quote unquote like for example let's say anchor's price 
you know, drops too much? Is it just the users that get liquidated and then Mars Bank makes money that way? Or like, does Apollo Dow somehow benefit if a user gets liquidated? Yeah. So with the, with the design um, right now, no, no one benefits from users getting liquidated. And obviously, so if, so there's two situations where the, where the price drops, the, the normal situation is where the price drops and, and a user gets liquidated, right? In, in which case um, there's actually no, the, the liquidation process is, is a bit different than, than it is for Anchor or even for, for the Mars Red Bank, because there's no capital outlay by the liquidator. The, the, the function basically liquidates, the, the leveraged yield farm basically liquidates itself where like, let's say it's, it's Anchor UST to give an example. So obviously the, the user would have, um, the, their collateral would be the, would be the Anchor UST LP shares, right? So the, the contract would unwrap those LP shares. It would take the UST, pay back, the, pay back as much of the debt as it can with that UST, then calculate how much Anchor it needs to sell to pay back the remainder of the debt, sell that, um, pay back the remainder of the debt and hand back the Anchor to users with a 5% fee that goes to the, to the person who called the liquidate, liquidation function. But the liquidator doesn't actually need to put up any, any capital. And so, yeah, the, the user is the one that gets liquidated in, in that scenario. Now, in a scenario where there's a bad liquidation, so in, or like bad debt, where basically the price like just just gets dunked and there's no time for, for, for liquidators to, to act on time, there would be some bad debt in the system, right? Which just means that a user's debt is, is like worth more than his collateral. And so in, in that case, uh, the, the people who are out of pocket are the, are the Mars Red Bank lenders, right? Because now um, they actually can't recover the value of the, that they've, that they've lent out because there's no, you know, the collateral isn't worth enough to, to liquidate. And so that's why it's so important that the, the Martian council and the makes really good decisions regarding these credit lines and takes like the, the risk framework and, and, and risk assessment of all this seriously, because they're on the hook for, for smart contract hacks. They're on the hook for bad liquidations that they're on the hook for, for all of that. Yeah. Super, super interesting. Um, the, the liquidators that you mentioned, uh, so that's not the Mars protocol system that's doing it in some automated fashion. There are additionally liquidators that want to take on that, like, you know, cheap anchor. Um, so I guess it's similar to anchor in that regard. Is there like, is this like a, you know, an element where like Kujira or somebody would offer people the ability to like bid on liquidations or what's that all about? Yeah, so with, with fields, it's actually different. So with, with Anchor and with normal liquidation systems, basically the liquidator pays your debt and gets the collateral plus a bonus, right? Um, that, that's kind of how, how liquidations work. And on, and on Anchor, it's this bid system, which is actually really cool. Um, on, on other protocols, it's, it's normally like a fixed liquidation fee. So you, you pay someone's debt and you get their, their collateral plus some, some liquidation fee. On, on the fields of Mars, there's actually no need for the liquidator to put up any capital. Uh, because the, the, the contract uh, actually just like liquidates itself, basically. Um, there's no need for anyone to, to put up capital to pay the debt. And that's because it's holding the LP shares itself. So it, it always has, uh, provided things work properly, it always has more value in, in, in collateral than the amount of debt. So it can always just um, use the UST portion to pay down the debt and then sell as much of it needs of the, of the other asset of Anchor in this case to pay back the remainder of the debt. So all a liquidator is doing is basically just calling a function and this function become, becomes available to call once the LTV drops below the, the, the threshold defined in the contract. And anyone can be a liquidator. So anyone can run a bot that just, um, that just tracks when this LTV drops below the amount and, and calls this function. 
Um, and there's no capital outlay, which, which should, be, should make this uh, even easier in a sense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some of the now, again, this is not financial advice. I don't work for Delphi. I don't like, you know, don't do what I do kind of a thing. But I'm just sort of like brainstorming here, like some some coins that or, or primitives that I tend to like are I think the X prism is really interesting. I think, um, you know, Luna X is really interesting. Pretty much anything that is a auto compounding situation to me personally is interesting. And 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 that is because it you you keep some of the value of the staking that's going on. Like for me, those seem like the most um uh sort of like capital efficient types of collateral that I might want to deploy. So it so it's basically so let's say for example it's X Prism uh, that I want to use to take leverage on. So, Jose, this would be something that would be built out by Prism if they want to choose to participate, or like can third parties go in there and um, develop these contracts, or or maybe like the Mars community? How does that like who all can participate in that process? Yeah, I think I think all of the above. Uh, most likely. So from from what's been seen so far in the community, it's been uh, like strategies protocols like Apollo, like like Nexus, like those kinds of protocols um, that I think will be will be interested in, in developing strategies like this. It's been the protocols themselves. So someone like Stater that, that has this Luna X product, um, they, they've already put out some some interesting strategies with that and, and, and ways to leverage the, the Red Bank. I think they, they wrote a blog about it. Um, and, and it's also been just just um, developers who, who, who want to build out cool strategies and, and, and need and, and want to use leverage on them. So I think, and, and also the Mars community itself, I think the Mars community itself will come up with use cases and, and kind of trial them with, with different, different communities. So I think it's going to be probably all of the above. Cool. Um, one other uh, element in the strategy, is there, do most of these contracts, uh, do you envision them being something where you can enter and exit them at will? Or is there like a time component to contracts? Like I'm, I'm doing this for six months or some kind of arbitrary date or something like that. Um, for the leverage, for, for the leverage farming, you, it'll be, you'll be able to enter and exit whenever. Um, yeah, there will be no, no time component. Got it. And, and Mars is part of the system that ultimately makes Levana's uh, like two X longs and shorts work. Is that correct? Or Am I incorrect? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Levana is built, uh, Levana's first product, the, the LVI, right? The leverage tokens are, are built on top of Mars. So yeah, they're, they're, they're leverage tokens that basically deposit um, Luna into Mars and then, and then buy at UST, deposit more Luna and just keep sort of looping it um, to, to achieve the 2X leverage. Um, yeah. The, their second product, the Perps, is, is slightly different, but the first one's built on top of Mars. Cool. Yeah, hopefully everyone's kind of following that concept. If you enjoy, um, as well, the idea of possibly uh, additional Luna leverage, then um, you probably want to follow what Levana's doing and how they're going to integrate with Mars as well. Um, and uh, again, I'm not advocating for you to do one thing or the other, so <laughs> uh, just want to make that clear. Uh, but if, if you are interested in that, Levana is another good follow to... Um, uh, see when that all gets released now just say so mars um as far as the ability to use the protocol and some of the early things that are coming out when do you foresee our first ability to use this 
Yeah, so uh, the Mars Luck Drop will go live next Monday, so on the 21st, and that'll go on for a week. Um, and then there'll be another one-week LBA, which will be, uh, you know, pretty similar to the to the Astroport two-week process that that people might be familiar with. And the protocol will be will be fully usable um, straight after the end of the LBA. So, yeah, there there, there should be no no time delay or, or sort of minimal minimal time delay between the end of the LBA and uh, all all the functionality being being fully usable. What can be deposited on the lock drop? Um... Is it just UST or is it like uh, a system where that can take like Luna yield or uh, what's the philosophy there? And like, and, and how does the token get distributed in that lock drop? This is for the Mars token, by the way, oh, guys. Yeah. So the, the only thing that's, that the, you'll be able to deposit in the lock drop is UST. Um, so nothing else will be, will, will, you'll be able to deposit and it'll, it'll be UST. And you'll be able to lock your UST in the red bank for between three and 18 months uh, with sort of three month intervals. So three, six, nine, 12, 15 and 18 months. And there will be a, a multiplier uh, based on how long you, you lock it for a multiplier to your rewards based on how long you lock it for. Again, similar task report, but sort of simpler because there's only one pool. Um, and the, the recent blog post by, uh, by Mars sort of walks through the whole, the whole, um, how the multipliers work and, and all of that. And I think some community members have already put together calculators as well that can kind of calculate your yield. And so effectively you're in the lock drop, you're, you're committing to be a depositor in, in the red bank and for the period of time that you lock with the minimum being, being three months. So, and for that, you'll get a share of the, of the 6% of, of Mars tokens that are being distributed um, as well as ongoing sort of fees as, as a lender, right? That the interest that you'd collect normally as a lender and any any sort of Mars subsidies that get voted in by governance, with, with none are planned so far. But um, I think the, the that'll be something that's assessed by the community after launch. I think you asked something else actually, and and the reason for that is just because yeah, UST is the UST is the main is like the lifeblood of the of the credit lines, right? Because most people when they borrow uh, or when they're farming, when they're when they're leveraging, generally they want to be long, right? Like uh, very few people are. Are here uh, that you know, and there's a few hedgers, I'm sure, among us, but most people just want to be long, and so you, that you need UST for that, and so that's why UST is the main asset that that uh, that Mars wants to attract. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, e even in like Mirror and such, you don't see sufficient shorting activity in those. Yeah. Uh, so that that does become a problem. But um, so but now is Mars codependent in any way on uh, anchor UST yield, or is it completely? entirely separate as far as yeah, like the, de the deploying of the UST itself. Yeah. It's, it's entirely separate. Um, it's entirely separate. I mean, someone could like, and I think, I think someone will come up with a strategy that, that it's a credit line that just takes Mar like UST and, and deploys it into anchor, especially if the Mars, um, if the Mar if Mars borrow rate is lower than 20%. Right. Um, so, so I think there'll be some arbitrage between the anchor and, and Mars rates over time. But um, it, it's it's completely independent. I actually think the the synergies is basically Mars can can list AUST as collateral, so you can kind of lever your your uh, your your anchor deposits. And then I think with anchor having having um sort of like victim of its own success, right, attracting so many deposits that that um they're struggling to have the borrow demand to kind of keep up with that. Deploying some of that excess UST into Mars could also potentially be a be a long term like partnership there on on, on the other side, but. This is just like pure speculation. 
Yeah, interesting. Um, so the you know on a slightly different note, uh, the Mars Council, which uh, is going to be like approving some of these contracts, um, like besides the mathematical risk, like you know price action risk of an asset affecting, say for example, liquidations. Um, what uh, do those contracts need to be additionally like audited also, or are they going to be so simple that um, like additional auditing would not be necessary. Yeah, I think I think um it'll be it'll be a case by case basis. I think for, for leveraged yield farming, Mars has, has come up with like um a risk framework that that uh or like we, yeah I think there'll be a contract to contract risk framework that'll help guide this. Um and for, there's a sort of three categories of, of risk for these strategies that that it's generally technical risk. So smart contract risk and, and exploits on on the smart contract level. Then there's counterparty risk, which is like with the asset itself. For instance, if it's something like Tether or Binance USD, um, where there's where there's some counterparty risk, or even something like some token where there's a multi-sig involved that has minting functionality or, or something like that. That's something that needs to be assessed. And then the final one, and probably the most important one, is is market risk, which is just how liquid is the asset, how volatile is it, um, because obviously any asset that 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 Mars is is lending um, to as collateral needs to be able to be liquidated. So it needs to be, Mars needs to be certain that in whatever market conditions, uh, that asset will always be able to be liquidated. So those are kind of the three big broad categories. And then I think for each, like initially for the leverage deal farming, which I think will be sort of the first six months to a year, the main, the main focus, uh, there's some pretty clear sort of smart contract guidelines. And I don't think there'll need to be many audits, but I think as as this stuff gets more and more complex and people dream up more and more like interesting applications for the credit lines, uh, there might need to be like ad hoc, like auditing of specific contracts or talking through how, how best to do things and, and all of that. Got it. So so the contracts could theoretically be sufficiently complex enough for an exploit in theory. So yeah. they're, they're going to have to be approved with a fair degree of like caution, I guess. Because, um, yeah, it wasn't clear to me if it was going to be one of those deals where like there's already a preset framework of types of contracts and then it's like a copy paste type of deal where you know a protocol just decides what asset it wants and just plugs in the numbers but you're so for each of these you're going to have like a whole um sort of separate contract what what if a protocol um i guess like what if a protocol or whoever wants to create a a a process doesn't have the technical knowledge to create a contract on there but has like an idea, would that be like a, a protocol would then sponsor that? Or like, you know, is there like infrastructure at Mars to build something based on community ideas or what are your thoughts on that kind of direction? Yeah, I think I see that evolving similar to sort of yearn on, on Ethereum, if you're, if you're familiar with, with that, um, where you have community members that can, that can come up with strategies, like you have these strategists, um, like ideally they, they, they should be technical, but I think there's been situations where they haven't been and they've teamed up with someone technical and then they'd suggest strategies to someone like Apollo or, or, or spec, um, and who would run those strategies. But I think that's more down to, to sort of, the, um, the yield aggregators and, and the strategists themselves to incentivize like community participation in, in outlining strategies rather than, rather than Mars itself. Although obviously for interesting strategies, I think there'll be Mars community members that, that want to help building, building them. Understood. Um, yeah, I, hopefully the line of questioning wasn't too esoteric for everybody, but I think uh, like 
really understanding the fundamentals of how the system works at some level to sort of like let people start dreaming up ways they might uh, use this either as a protocol or as an individual, um, I think is uh, exciting because I, I wasn't really sure I fully got it, you know, before talking to you. And I think I have much better understanding. Um, any like general kind of thoughts and comments? And maybe we can like take some questions from folks. Um, you think we missed anything huge? Um, no, I think, I think you did a good job. Yeah, did a really good job digging in. I hope it's clear to people. Um, there's been, I think the, the terabytes people, I think Larry and, and, uh, and I went on terabytes yesterday and I think the terabytes guys actually did a really good job explaining this as well. Uh, sometimes yeah, it's easier from, from, uh, from, 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 has from a distance. Video too, I think he's, he's here as well. So I think the mixture of terabytes and his, and then like this space is probably covers a lot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, let me see if there's some like questions from the audience. I had some one metaphor like, that, yeah, that, that I used that, 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 that could be helpful for like what Mars, uh, enables is if you think about, uh, most money markets and obviously some are, some are evolving to do really cool, really cool shit. Actually like J Jay, who's here from, from Rari, they're doing some really cool stuff with, with Faye and there, there's a bunch of people doing really cool stuff, but for most money markets, um, you can only go in and, and, uh, deposit some collateral and then borrow less than what you, what you put in. Right. But in, in order to borrow, you actually need to be a depositor. So it's kind of like if in order to, to be a guest on Airbnb, to stay at an Airbnb, you also needed to be a host, right? You needed to have your house on there. And, and if you think through like how, you know, how that would affect like adoption of, of Airbnb, I think it's, it's a similar thing to, to, to money markets, right? Where if you, if you open up borrowing to, to anyone rather than just people who, who happen to, to have like um, deposits locked up on the protocol. I think you can really expand the amount of use case. Jose, I've lost your voice yeah, there I think, a little bit. I think so. He was there and then he wasn't for a second. So I'm not sure if he's going to reconnect. Midas, do you have any like comments or thoughts uh, while we're waiting to see if his connection comes back? No, I just wanted to... Uh remind you guys if you have any questions about mars you can also go to discord.gg slash mars protocol and um you can ask any questions that you have and there's a community that is already helping out with any doubts that you could you could get so yeah it's pretty much um let me just think of jose here because let me see if he's around <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, for my understanding of the protocol, I, I feel like, um, it, it's really interesting in the idea that like, I might be able to get, um, access to like, uh, leverage on things that I might have been interested in investing in anyway. And I, I think it, it would fit strongly with my general strategy with borrowing. I tend to borrow when I think the price of something is like, you know, has really been depressed quite a bit because I tend not to take a lot of borrower risk personally, but it seems like this is going to offer a lot of interesting ways to get maybe um, a different style of leverage compared to what you're getting, say, for example, on anchor or like heading over to, you know, KuCoin or something off chain. So definitely some uh, interesting permutations uh, come from all of this. And, um, there may be some other permutations and strategies that come from a mixture of, say, Anchor and um, uh, and uh, Mars and some of the other protocols that are emerging. So pretty exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, Jose, you, are you back on? 
Yeah, sir. I don't know. This always happens to me on space. I, I like randomly get booted off. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> That's all right. So, um, yeah, I think we, we, and I'm not sure exactly what word you dropped off at, by the way, out of my disremembers. Uh, but I was going to say, maybe we could take some uh, just random audience questions. There are a few people who are here that kind of came on early. I don't know if they have questions like super specific to yeah. Mars, but maybe let Juicy on for just, just a second, see if he has a question. Just a, just a quick one before before you jump in, uh, Juicy. Uh, love your bull, by the way. But uh, w- w- did, w- did you get did you get the Airbnb thing? Like, did I did I get through oh, that? Oh yeah. No, what what Jose was I think saying was that like if, if the only people that could rent an Airbnb were other people that actually had houses listed on Airbnb, your possible like uh, like list of clients is going to be relatively short. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have all the Airbnb users, but then you have all the other people that can be on Airbnb, like general customers, and they don't have a house listed then you have a much bigger market. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And, and, and like the other side of that is that you have in, in DeFi right now and in general, you have like all these different pools of, of capital, right? There's stable coins on, on Aave and on, and on Compound and on exchanges and on centralized exchanges. And each of them are, are, are basically putting them to use in their own ways. And what Mars tries to, tries to do is what if there was one pool of stable coins that everyone could, could tap into um, according to certain rules, right? According to this, to this governance, to this governance framework, but everyone can tap into it. And so you have the efficiency of sort of one pool that can service um, all the use cases that, that there can be for leverage, right? And UST, I think, is going to be a very high demand like asset in terms of the different things that can be done with it. And it doesn't make sense for every application that wants to use uh, UST as, as, you know, that wants to add leverage to the UST to have to build their own money market. It makes sense for there to be one pool that that uh, kind of everyone can can borrow from according to to predefined rules. Oh, you know, uh, there was an important question I forgot to ask earlier, and that is for each of these contracts. So is there a limitless amount of possible uh, borrowing or is that going to be essentially limited by the contents of the liquidity available within Mars? And like, is there, does there come a point where like a contract or lending uh, system becomes oversubscribed and then that's like closed for a while? Yeah. So, for each strategy, there's going to be a there's going to be a limit, um, and and that's just going to be based on like a risk assessment. So, for instance, if if um if if like there's a liquidity pool that has 20 million in liquidity in it, you don't really want to have like people levering up 100 million on it, right? Because it just it's just it's just going to be like liquidation cascades and a lot of volatility. So you want to you want to kind of um, limit it to the size of the of the liquidity pool, um, and then in terms of the borrowing demand itself. That will just be regulated by by the interest rate, right? So as there's more and borrow demand for, for for credit lines, the interest rate will go up, and some use cases will get priced out, right? If if your farm isn't isn't earning enough to pay for the borrow, then you get priced out, and you naturally close your your borrow position, which lowers the interest rate and brings it back into into equilibrium. So the the interest rate will regulate the the kind of demand and supply and demand for for credit, but um there will be limits per per strategy that will probably be raised over time. Um, yeah. So like how, what is the mechanism then uh, for the ever increasing possible contracts on there then? Like, you know, what is the incentive to the people, uh, let's say, depositing lots and lots of UST on protocol? It, like, so initially there's a lock drop, but let's say a year from now, what would that look like? Yeah. So the, the incentives for them will come from the borrow demand, right? So from all the 
all the farmers uh, on Terra who, who want to farm on leverage, who want to double their yields, who want to earn, you know, um, or, or later on with other applications who want to margin trade or who want to do levered nexus strategies, all, all of those will be borrowing UST from that pool. And so the, they'll be paying interest to, to the lenders who are putting UST in that pool. Got it. So that's where, that's how the, the lender is getting a benefit with the UST. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So the lender is basically putting his UST in this pool and then, and then uh, it's being loaned out to people on the red bank, right. Who, who, who use, who use collateral and borrow it out. And also to these contracts who are, which are approved by the Martian council. And so it's, it should be like the highest efficiency UST pool because you know, it, it, it's going to be put to a lot of different uses. So in other words, uh, in, in theory, you should be getting a better yield than like anchor uh, UST, but you're taking on the additional uh, risk associated with that. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm hard to predict, but uh, I think I think most likely the yield will be higher during like bull markets and, and probably lower during during bear markets, but it's always gonna be pretty close because otherwise there's an incentive to kind of arbitrage it. Right, right, exactly. because. What he's saying is that because anchor UST yield is sort of like a de facto baseline, then, you know, why would someone necessarily automatically take a higher risk on Mars if they have that as a theoretical guarantee? And that's where the ARB comes in. Yeah, the ARB is like you can you can also just borrow UST on Mars and deposit it on anchor, right? If, if the rate is lower. Right, right. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let me get Juicy on real quick since he's been waiting. Uh, Juicy, go ahead. Had a question? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for the overview. It is uh, it's relatively straightforward. Um, I guess my question would be on liquidation tax and whether or not you've spoken to Kujira or another third party step in to potentially quell that tax. You know, first of all, what is it? And then whether or not you've had any discussions with a third party step in provider? Yeah, it's a great question. I've uh, been looking more into liquidations recently the the way mars liquidations are so the the red bank liquidation and the and the um, fields liquidations works differently as, as i kind of explained but I, I think that the anchor system so the the one that kujira enables is actually like better in, in in my opinion it's more it's more efficient so definitely there'll, there'll be something the community can can decide like once 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 it's launched whether it makes sense to upgrade to a to a to a bidding system right because right now the mars system is is there, there's like a it's similar to Aave or, or Compound or, or other protocols on, on Ethereum where there's just like a, a base liquidation fee, right? So I think it's going to be 10% to start with for, for, for Luna and then um, for Fields is slightly different. But the, the anchor system is more efficient because it's more market-based, right? You end up having more like an order book. So, so I do think that's something that the community should consider post-launch. Um, and I think it'll be part of like defining what, what a direction might be for, for V2. But uh, I really like it. I, I think. Yeah, I kind of wish I'd I'd uh, understood it fully earlier, to be honest. All right. Thanks. That's all I got. Let's see. Uh, if someone wants to kind of wave their hand, um, Ryan and uh, Francisco were sort of here. I don't know if they have questions here. Let me pull one of them up. Uh, you can tell how much more mature, like the that. Just... Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Francisco. Oh, uh, oh, thanks. Thanks for the. Um for the overview and for your time. So I'm a bit confused. Um, uh, at first, uh, I understood that uh, there will be no one profiting from the liquidations, right? But now there's a liquidation fee 
uh, and who who is that going to? And also, is the the smart contract um, does it have admin keys? So because this adds uh, another layer of risk, and um, yeah, probably it does because I don't know if the if if you can do this in a trustless manner. Um, so those are the questions. And I had another one, but uh, just if, if uh, on the Discord group, if I can have help doing the basic things. So I'm new in this ecosystem, like setting up the wallet, participating in the lock drop, uh, you know, step-by-step -step help. I know there's no customer support in the blockchain, but uh, I'm just curious if, the, if I can reach out to those guys. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Good, good questions. Probably um, misphrased that. Like I, I meant sort of there's no profit in the sense that like in, in a centralized exchange where you just get wrecked and, and it's a centralized exchange pocketing the, the profit. In the case of, of um, Mars, so on the, on the Red Bank, there's that liquidation fee which goes to the liquidator. So and that's the anyone can be a liquidator. Uh, there's there's no admin key or, or like any centralization there. Uh, anyone can. So once the once the LTV drops below the, the, the margin threshold defined in the smart contract, anyone can come in and, and, and call the, the liquidation function and then they, they can pay back uh, the user's debt and, and receive their collateral plus that 10% bonus. So in that case, there, there is the, the liquidator that profits. In, in the case of the of fields, um, the contract liquidates itself, but you still want to encourage people to run bots to call the liquidation function, right? And so in that case, the, the, the person who calls the, the function gets 5% of the remainder. So the, the user, the, the sort of, as I said, the function unwraps the LP share, uses the UST to, to pay back the debt, and then sells as much of the asset as it needs to to pay back the remainder of the debt. And then the remaining amount of the asset, 5% uh, of that is used to, to reward the liquidator for, for kind of running the, running the bot and, and, uh, and clicking that function. So liquidations are, are pretty trustless. In terms of admin key, um, the, the protocol is going to be fully decentralized on launch, but there is going to be uh, a multi-sig that, that is run by uh, members of, of sort of Mars Protocol and Delphi Labs. And uh, we have a, a whole disclosure about that. And there's agreements that have been signed and stuff and trying to, do, trying to do everything very transparently. And the main reason for that is just because this is like all this stuff is experimental software and you want to just be able to um, react quickly to, to anything that that, that might go wrong. Um, but yeah, there'll be like a full disclosure of uh, and, and, and risk disclosure before launch, including the, the multi-sig and, and, and everything else, like, like all the kind of trusted components of this. Yeah, I think, I, I think he was asking specifically, like, is there a, you know, scenario where like you have money and contracts or what have you, and then like suddenly uh, Mars protocol people in the background can like rug pull the, the protocol. I think that maybe that's what he was getting at. I, I yeah, no, that, that's, that I don't foresee that to happen, be a problem, no. but I guess that's what his question is. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that, 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 no, that, that's not a, not an issue. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, the contracts w would obviously not contain that sort of like capability. Once the contract is approved, it functions as stated at that point. And that's that. I think that's what he was asking. Um, let me pull on. Uh, Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. Let me pull up Mide here and see if he has a question. 
No, great questions, everybody. I was just going to say, like, the, the maturity of the tarot ecosystem and understanding some of these concepts has really sort of increased with all these spaces and all the and everyone's experience with anchor and like the the um I, I think more and more people are sort of understanding the the benefits of these various protocols and sort of pros and cons so the, the questions are getting like smarter and smarter as time goes on <laughs> so um mide are you there yeah or, um, i'm not sure how you pronounce your name yeah mide, you split on um hey thanks for the space um thanks you say for being here to explain to us um I have a question. In case of a of an exploit of a smart contract exploit and uh, maybe a hack or something, um, do the how how does this favor the um, the users? Um, is is uh, is they going to be a kind of insurance for it, or are they going to be able to you know is the protocol going to be able to repay or what what happens if there's a there's a hack? Yeah. Uh, good, good question. It depends where where the hack uh, happens, but in general, like with with Mars and with any protocol that has like credit, um, you have governors who make decisions which which can affect users, right? Like if if governance chooses to onboard an asset with with a faulty oracle and that gets exploited, uh, users so like lenders are the ones that get screwed, right? And so. The way Mars has been designed is that governors are who are the ones making the decisions are also the ones who bear the downside of those decisions. So that they have skin in the game. And so like Mars has a has a two tier architecture where uh, X Mars stakers um, are sort of the, the the second tranche, and then there's a an insurance fund which is the first tranche, which initially will be zero. But over time, uh, Mars charges twenty percent of all interest of all borrowing interest um, goes to Mars, with ten percent going to build up an insurance fund. And 10% going to XMAR stakers. And so over time, that insurance fund will get built up and it's going to be held in, in AUST, so Anchor UST. And then there's going to be XMAR stakers on top of that who, who, who can be slashed as well. Now, to be clear, this is like, this is, there's nothing um, built in, in contracts to enforce this. Uh, it would be hard to do because of, because of the range of different hacks that, that can exist. But it'll be similar to, to Maker, if you're familiar with that, or Ave, like with staked Ave, where the social consensus is that if there is a hack, um, the insurance fund gets depleted first. And then if there's any remaining funds, um, then the, the, and any remaining sort of liability to be paid, XMAR stakers would be, would be on the hook. And there would be like, there would be slashed up to, uh, I think it's 30% of their, of their stake to make, to make users whole. So like over time, there will be an insurance fund. Initially, it'll be, it'll be zero, but it'll be built up over time. And, and while it's being built up, there'll be XMARs acting as kind of a buffer between hacks and, and, and users. But yeah. But in, ge in general, with you know, a good piece of advice, I think, for smart contract platform users is that there's a general tendency to find exploits, hacks, bugs over a period of time. So you know, how much you know, capital you deploy on various platforms should really be reflective of your buildup of confidence over time, I think, as far as like your, the, the likelihood of something else happening. Cause you know, there, there is always incentive to attack systems and therefore, um, and, and even the white hat hackers, you know, are going to take some time to sort of figure out where the problems are to even report those, even if there's like a bug bounty or whatever. Um, so there's always that, that element of it. And I, and I, uh, and the longer you've been around this, you realize, I mean, even jump capital wasn't able to keep, um, an event from happening on wormhole in the last few weeks. Um, so, 
you know, even well-funded, high-quality organizations, um, problems can occur. So everyone should always, um, like, allocate capital accordingly to their risk tolerance with smart contract platforms, okay? So don't go nuts and put all your life savings into something and then something happens, right? (laughs) So (laughs) just say any comment. Yeah. No, I would would echo that. Um, Like, this is experimental tech built on top of more experimental tech, you know, and we often forget that, especially during bull markets, but, and, and I, I agree with your, with your sort of, um, with your blueprint of kind of waiting for a protocol to be live for a while. And also the, the more TVL it has for, for, for longer, the safer it is. But then there's also situations like, I think Ave the other day found a critical bug that had been in the protocol for, for uh, over a year and they have 20 billion in, in TVL, you know, so yeah, exactly. it's like this, it's it's rough like it's smart contracts are really hard there's like all sorts of interactions and attacks and once you put them out there that they're out there and anyone can can exploit them so it's it's yeah this stuff is is uh is risky so kind of act accordingly and yeah put put in only put in what you can afford to lose and then um yeah like own your own losses um like there was a lot of people with the wormhole thing kind of Either, either crying to, to jump or like just expecting them to, to make them whole and, and they did, but they had no you know obligation to to to, to do that. Um, it, it was just like very fortunate there's that there's jump behind behind that. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's worth keeping that in mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in that particular context, yeah, they were able to sort of make people whole, but that's not always the case, depending how much money involved is in a protocol, because uh, the the backers may not have that much necessarily. So. Um, yeah, always be aware of these kinds of concerns, but what I tend to do just as a general point is like, I, you know, start playing in protocols so I can start learning them and understanding them better. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, generally protocols that come from fairly, um, uh, trusted sources in terms of backing like Delphi and others. And typically are not going to like, you know, scam your wallet or whatever. So like, if you're not usually talking about those types of problems, the more obvious stuff, um, you know, like scammers would do. We're talking about more like complex exploits and such that d- tend to get discovered over time. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, not, you know, people always say that, like play with what you can lose, but really just like learn the protocols, understand what they do, figure out if they're useful for you. And do that with, you know, like small amounts of money so you understand the systems really well. And then you can decide as time goes on whether, you know, the risk is worth it to you to take on higher risk. And that's for a small retail investor. I think that would be a wise uh, sort of avenue here. Let me get Kamazo on maybe for one of maybe the last questions here and we can try to break. Um, Kamazo, are you there? Or Ryan, uh, who's also been here a bit. Hey, uh, thanks so much for the call, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, I have hi, a question uh, about hi, um, some of the wrapped assets that have been showing up on chain. Um, and also, I mean, it, unfortunately, it kind of ties in with the wormhole discussion. But could we eventually see uh, like wrapped soul or even wrapped USDT, wrapped USDC as potential um, markets on Mars? Um, yeah, absolutely. So that that'll be down to the community. But as as we kind of saw with the with the wormhole hack, right? Wrapped assets do add more risk, right? You add you add an extra layer of smart contract risk and an extra layer of of economic and security risk, right? Because those assets are maintained by by the wormhole validators. So 
it, it, it'll just be part of, it has to be part of the risk assessment. So an Aave, for instance, um, doesn't, it allows USDT to be borrowed, but not used as collateral, right? Because, because they don't want to have that liability on the protocol in case, in case like tether uh, rugs or whatever. And, and I think stuff like that is really wise to, to do. And, to, and that's why it's like really important to have strong risk assessment of every asset in, like um, on an individual basis, right? Because each asset has different risks and it also depends what bridge it's wrapped um, like what bridge it's using to be wrapped, like the particular sort of security trade-offs of that bridge and, and, and all of that. And also how much liquidity there is for that asset on, on chain. So yeah, I think those, those are really good assets to, to, to eventually list, but just needs to be kind of accounted for with the, with the risk parameters. Yeah. I'm particularly, I'm particularly a bit more interested ultimately in like the IBC based assets, um, on Terra only because they have interesting, uh, yield properties, but also you have the benefit of like uh, bringing them in by IBC versus having a bunch of bridges and whatnot, which I think is going to be a nice growth driver for both Terra and the Cosmos in general. Yeah, hundred percent. Super. Yeah. Su super interested in those. Um, I think first step for those is to get enough liquidity on, on kind of Astroport um, so, so that they can be, so they can be like liquidated safely and then kind of listings on, on Mars. But, but I do think, yeah, I'm really excited about IBC and, and some of the stuff that can be done cross chain within, within the Cosmos ecosystem. Cool. Kamazo, uh, did you have a question? Yeah, I do. Uh, first, I think, I think you're an absolute great host. Uh, I think both of you have uh, explained it really, really well. And uh, the question I've got is is to do with the liquidations. So are the liquidations effectively instigated by bots? And effectively, is there a, a requirement there for um, developing a bot to uh, instigate the liquidations for the Red Bank? Yeah, um, well, kind of like they, they don't, it doesn't have to be a bot. It's just that most likely a bot will will get there first, right? It's basically any position. So like every every borrow position is, is an individual position on chain, right? With its individual yeah. like LTV. And when the L, there's like a, a parameter in the contract that defines like the threshold of LTV, at which point it becomes able to be liquidated. And at that point, uh, there's like bots that are scouring the, the chain and, and that can call a function and then, and then liquidate that. So it ends up being that, it, that it's like, mostly bots that do it, but you could, if you were like up 24 hours a day and super fast, um, you know, do, do it as well. Okay, I see. So, I mean, from a from a developer's point of view, because we're developers, mm -hmm. uh, that's actually quite a good thing to develop, potentially. Yeah, 100%. We're, we're gonna, we've built one that we're gonna open source, but I'm sure people are gonna come up with, with stuff that's, that's a lot better and faster over time. And especially the one for the um, for fields will be will be super interesting because you don't even need any capital for that one you literally just need a really fast bot that can call the function first and, and you're just collecting money maybe i should uh yeah probably shouldn't That's say fantastic. that uh, and the, the other question i have is, is what, when does the lock start when does the lock drop start yeah the lock drop starts next monday goes on for for seven days and then the lock starts counting from the end of the of the lock drop um, so yeah, it goes on next Monday. It starts next Monday, goes on for seven days. So for those seven days, you're going to be able to come in and deposit UST. And then last day, last two days, you can withdraw, um, if you, if you want, uh, similar, similar to Astroport, if you, if you followed that, if not, maybe, 
uh, CFI. I can send you some of the some of the like the fuller blog posts on it, so you can because uh, it go, goes into more more detail on it. But yeah, it's just a week where you can deposit UST uh, and and choose how long you want to lock it for. You can also have multiple multiple positions. So you can have like some UST that's locked for eighteen months, some that's locked for three months, some that's locked for nine months, and and all of that. Excellent. So I mean, basically, what we're saying is is because this is the first time I've come across yourselves today. Um, we we can get involved. It's not too late to get involved. No, not too late. It starts next week, uh, next Monday, twenty first. Excellent. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, That's there's there's two ways there's two ways to look at it. You could build your own bot to do this uh, ultimately, or like you could create a protocol that allows other people to participate in it. So those are the two avenues, I would think. Yeah, it's, it's a really good idea. Cool. Like yeah, that. thanks for the question. Great question. Um, Let's get Yacht T, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Uh, Yacht, you got a point? Yeah, quick question. I was just uh, looking over one of the medium, I think the one of the white papers about it. But I, going back to that Airbnb example, um, it sounds like you still need to be over collateralized in order to take a loan. But the Airbnb example, I kind of started to think that there would be under under collateralized loans. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Thanks. Yeah, um, good, good question. So you you always have to be, um, yeah. What's what's the best way to explain this? You always have to be over collateralized, but like in the sense. So on 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 a normal money market, if you put in a hundred bucks of collateral, I, I I have to necessarily lend you less than a hundred, right? Because you can go do whatever you want with it. You can take it wherever you want, um, and because of that. Um, I have to lend you less because if I lend you more, you're just going to run away with it and you have no incentive to ever pay me back. Right. Whereas with, uh, with, with something like an FTX or like a Binance or a margin trading platform, they can actually give you like 10 X leverage. Right. And, and that's because you can't just like take 10 X leverage and then like transfer the money off the exchange. It has, it has to stay there and then they, they can track it and they can liquidate you if, if it ever gets dangerous. And so that, that's the big difference is Mars enables, um, that kind of leverage. So you can have, you can have like 10 X leverage, but the contract holds both the, the amount that you borrowed and your collateral and it can liquidate it in, in case it gets, it gets to a dangerous level. Right. So because it's like the contract's holding it and you can only do a specific thing with it, you can offer a lot more leverage. So you, you can do similar leverage to what you do on, on centralized exchanges. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so what you're saying is as long as the actions that you take with the, when you lever, lever up are, um, are all with, within the protocols, as far as like the different tools on the site, then you're, you're okay. Yeah, exactly. And as long as the, the actions that you take, like for instance, if you're buying tokens or if you're LPing, as long as the, that stuff is, is held by a smart contract with certain liquidation conditions that, that tracks the value of, of what you're doing. So if you're, if you're like aping anchor with it, uh, it can track the value of anchor over time and liquidate you if, if needed, as long as it like has that possibility, then you can do, um, so the amount of leverage you can do is only limited by your ability to liquidate. So like the speed of the blockchain and, and, the, and the riskiness of, of the asset, but there's nothing stopping you from building like a decentralized FTX like experience on top of a protocol like Mars, right? Because you, you yeah, as long as you can, you can, you can write this, the, the smart contracts and then and the collaterals, um, sort of trustworthy enough you can you can have like those kinds of experiences on this so that's the sense in which it's like under collateralized so it's it's always over collateralized but you can do a lot more leverage is is the answer okay so if you just were putting in the the ust box essentially 
then you could lever up within that. So if you put in, let's say, $10,000, what type of leverage would you be able to take? Um, you're talking about in, in the Red Bank? Yeah. Yeah, so, so that, that's kind of two separate, two separate things. Um, and like, there's also like separating what's, what's launching and, and what could be possible in future. So to, what's launching is you're going to be able to do leveraged yield farming where you, where you can get like 2x leverage, right? So you can have $100 of Anchor and you can borrow $100 of UST. Or like pretty soon after, you, you can get $100 of UST and you can borrow $100 of Anchor and you can farm with, with the $200. So that's like one, one use case, right? And then eventually you could have, um, so, so this w- won't be there to launch and, and like require someone building it. But eventually you could have a, a situation where you come in with 100 UST and the protocol gives you 500 UST. And with that 500 UST, you can interact with certain whitelisted applications that the protocol has approved, right? So you can buy certain tokens, you can LP in certain farms, you can, you can, you can add to certain vaults. And the protocol just looks at what you're doing. Uh, it looks at the value of your positions. And if the, the debt that it's given you, so the, four, the 400 bucks that it's given you, or whatever I said, is, is higher than, than your collateral, it just liquidates you, right? But, but that's like a possible use case in future where you, where you could just have like, um, you know, 5X leverage and then be able to interact with a bunch of different like whitelisted protocols. Okay, yeah, I appreciate you answering that. The, the more that we've just been speaking and the more I've been hearing, the more it sounds like the uh, playing the liquidations on this is the move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, probably, yeah. But it sounds awesome, appreciate it, thanks. No worries. So Jose, uh, maybe one last question for me. Uh, is, so if, if I'm interacting with the protocol in the early stages, yeah, am I bringing, uh, and not not for the lock drop, but after things are sort of rolling, am I bringing in, uh, let's say, for example, a Luna situation? Am I bringing in Luna to the table or am I bringing UST and all of the like leverage on Luna is happening in the background? Like, how does that user experience work or is that going to vary per contract? Yeah. So if you're if you want to be a lender and just like passively earn yield on, on your assets, you deposit them in the red bank. Right. And then they get loaned out to to borrowers in the Red Bank and borrowers in fields. If you wanna be a borrower, there, there's two kind of ways to interact. You can be a borrower in the Red Bank where you basically put in Luna or UST and, and, and borrow, or you can be a borrower in, in the fields of Mars where you're doing the, the leveraged yield farming. So in, in that case, you could come in with Luna, for example, if you wanna farm Luna UST, you could borrow UST and farm uh, Luna UST earning double the yield, right? Um, so, so those are kind of, and, and eventually as more and more credit lines get Unlocked, you'll be able to do to do more and more of that that kind of borrowing where you're not interacting with the red bank. Okay, so the so the interface per contract is going to be a little bit different um, depending on what's being brought. Yeah, up. there's going to there's going to be the red bank um, interface, and then there's going to be the fields of Mars interface, which is the the where the leverage yield farming is going to happen. And I think um, Larry is actually working on a on a video of the fields of Mars interface to make this more kind of tangible for everyone. Before that happens, is there um, what protocol uh, like on Ethereum or something like that that might be the most similar user experience uh, like that people might research if they're interested in the idea of it? Yeah, Alpha. Um, Alpha is the is Alpha Finance on Ethereum is is the the pioneer of of leveraged yield farming. Um, And then Alpaca on Binance Smart Chain also does uh, leverage yield farming. So that can get you used to what, what the UX uh, feels like. Perfect. So alpha finance and alpaca. Got it. Um, let me, add, yeah. I think Marty had one last question, then we'll, we'll quit here. 
I know I try to get Marty in when when he shows up just because he usually has good questions. <laughs> Marty, you there? Yeah, sorry. When you uh, always enable me, I blanks out for like 10 seconds. I apologize. Um, so now I think I get it. The user interfaces for all the partnerships you have are going to be consolidated into kind of one area on Mars. Is that correct? Yeah. Could you repeat? You, you cut off a little bit for me. Okay, sorry about that. Um, so from your last statement, what I got, which has been in, on my mind for this whole conversation, is that all the partnerships that you have with, you know, whoever in the, the tariff system that want to do leverage are all going to be in one place on your website. That's kind of question number one. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, um, yeah that, that, that's exactly right. So and that's the, fields, gonna be the, that's the fields of Mars component, that, Jesse? That's it. Yeah, that's it. So the, the fields of, yeah, exactly. So all the, all the strategies, the leverage strategies will be on the fields of Mars and all the, the, the more basic lending and borrowing will be in the red bank. Got it. Okay. So kind of question number two. Um, so are familiar with the east side of the house um, on the Solana side, you know, there's Frank M, there's a few other kind of lending sites, um, which I've used. So, can I dial how much leverage I want to use if I'm a boring boomer that I am? You know, maybe I only want 50%, you know, leverage. Or maybe, you know, you know, one day I want 100%. Can I dial how much leverage I want to use on a per transaction basis? That's kind of question two, and I think I have two more. Yeah, yeah, you, you will be able to do that. Um, the only The only caveat with that is it requires, like, swapping right because if you if you, like let's say you especially to lp right if, if you want to do 50 percent leverage and you're using a hundred dollars of anchors as collateral then you're borrowing 50 dollars, right so you have to like um sell some of your anchor to 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 get enough ust to make it one for one so i i actually don't recall if that's on launch or if it's like soon after but that, that's definitely going to be possible um so that's that first question. And then one thing I want to touch on to your, sorry, that's your second question. One thing I want to touch on about your first question is I think eventually uh, there's also going to be applications that integrate Mars where you're like using, um, I don't, I don't want to sort of call it specific applications, but you're using other applications and you're actually getting leverage from Mars and you don't even know it. Right. And that's kind of the, the end game of the, of the, the fields product. It's kind of a, a B like a B to P in a certain sense of like, like it's a protocol to protocol products where different protocols can tap into these credit lines. And so initially, I think a lot of the strategies are going to be listed on the Fields of Mars page, but eventually I, I, my, like the way I see it going is that all these protocols will just be tapping into this themselves. So that was great. You just answered question number four. <laughs> so thanks for reading my mind. And, and by oh, the way, nice. the, the, the consolidated pool concept, you know, is obviously pretty fantastic, you know, in, in all this. Um, so question number three, and I'll try not to come up with any new questions. So question number three is on some of the user interfaces that are out there, I can add equity to my position before it gets, you know, basically unrolled. Is that going to be a possibility in, 
you know some future version of the fields of Mars. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be a possibility from the beginning. Excellent. So, Excellent. yeah, we three has we three has worked on a really sexy interface uh, for this, like the the managed position interface. Yeah, you'll be able to both add equity and pay down your debt, and also very v- easily visually see like where you are with it all. Um, I, I also have some ideas for a uh, for like a liquidation protection product that would that would sort of like uh, auto- automatically pay down your debt once it gets to a certain level. Uh, working with with Nexus on that one, I don't know where 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 we're at with it, but um, yeah, th- there's going to be a lot of options to th- th- managing your position is going to be possible from from the very beginning. Okay, so now I have a I have a lobbying. So this is not a question officially. This is a lobby. I will again lobby for my Lucite, my you know my NFT Lucite, and said I was an initial you know investor in Marsh Protocol, like I lobbied for in Astro. And again, thank you very much. It was awesome speech. No worries, man. Thank you. Yeah, the, the questions today have been fantastic. And, and uh, I, obviously, everyone's going to get a better chance to f- get a feel for how everything functions and the user interface and like the, the actual interactions. But it definitely sparks our imagination as far as how to use it. Um, and uh, so hopefully, like the level of detail here wasn't too exotic. And I know there's a lot of different types of people listening. Um, I tend to go a little bit more into these technicalities just because I want to know like how to use this system. And, you know, I want to know, you know, how much I think I want to invest in say an Astroport or a, you know, uh, Mars or whatever. And so I'm just looking at it from every angle um, as a user and an investor. And um, I tend to go a little bit more in depth. So hopefully I didn't lose everybody. I donkus here and then like terabytes. And there's going to be a lot of videos created by folks who hopefully filter a lot of this information for everybody. And, um, and uh, ultimately, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to build sort of user, user interface tutorials and whatnot once that comes along. But like Jose said, you can check out some other possible interfaces like um, Alpha Finance and Alpaca um, on Binance and, you know, kind of get a feel for what type of a lending protocol this is and whether it's useful for you. Um, Jose, uh, it's been great having you. Like we did this for, I think, uh, Astroport, I think, last time. And uh, it's been great for uh, Mars. So hopefully you keep doing this for the community. Yeah. Awesome. Really appreciate uh, all the great questions from, from you and the, and the community. Um, yeah. I try, I try to explain it as simply as possible. It's, it's uh, I think it's, I think it is complex and also being in the weeds, it's, it's hard to, but if anyone has any questions that come up after this, feel free to, to DM me. Um, I generally answer unless you're like trying to get me to, to promote your NFT project or whatever. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I, by the way, I did record this gang, so uh, it'll show up on my little feed there. So if you, if, if you missed it, cause I know I was late, I apologize. Um, you should be able to capture all of this uh, on the recording or, cause I think Terra spaces didn't make it to this one. So if you know, we'll, I'll forward the uh, recording to them. They can add it to their list. All right. Well, thanks everybody. And Midas, thanks for yeah helping set this up. Thank you, guys. Cheers, everyone. All right. Bye, guys. Catch you everyone later. Speak soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Mars Protocol space hosted by CFI with Jose and Midas and a bunch of other people recorded on Tuesday, February 15th, 2022.
This episode of the Ether was brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at wefund.app. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, I don't know. I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll. Tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road. Gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in. I'm delivering the meaning. I I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be seizing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.